they're thinking? Oh, have we got like a guest in or something like that? I'm thinking, who's Fat Man talking about? I'm like, that's cool, like, maybe there's somebody else getting up before me, but thank you, Fat Man, that was lovely. Welcome to church, everyone. You glad to be here? Yeah. 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 I love Jesus very much. Does anybody else love Jesus very much? Woo! Yeah. That's good, because he is well worth loving, yeah. isn't he? You know what Barry said? He doesn't owe us anything, but he gave us everything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, how can I not fall in love with that? You know, that gift and, and what he gave, you know. If you're new here today, welcome to church. I'm just going to, just bear with me while I turn this fan round because it, it blows down the microphone, if not, and there we go. Sounds like, yeah, someone's breathing very heavy down the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yesterday in church, we had our um, first ever impact event. You know, there's so much pioneering in, in the church at the moment. You know, this is a great place to make sure that you have got your roots down. There is so much for you to get involved in, so much that's going to bless you and benefit you. And we are starting a new, um, it's not a, a new series, but it's some events called Impact. And the first one was yesterday, and Impact is going to be training events that are going to be held at our church for the northwest of England. How cool is that? You know, because God has got so many people that can speak into where we're at, can speak into churches beyond these walls, people that are further along the journey than we are. And, and it was just incredible. People came from churches that we actually didn't expect them to come or that they would even be interested in it. And it was just amazing. It was an outstanding day. And it was just exciting to see the beginnings of something that you know God has spoken that is being birthed in this church. We even had one man come. And he was a priest. And he came, and uh, if it's your first time, you may have gotten to the fact that we're a lively church. <laughs> and we're a little bit noisy. <laughs> but this gentleman, he, he, didn't, he wanted to be somewhere quiet. We found somewhere quiet for him to go. He wanted to pray ahead of the service and, and the day we were having, and we had guest speakers in and things. And so we found somewhere quiet for him to go. And I'm like, ooh, okay, when our worship kicks off... Um, we're not quiet and I was like but you know what we are who we are yeah, and he is who he is yeah. and there are different you know providing we are all centered around Jesus Christ yeah. and we believe the word of God you know yeah, we right. are all his and so in the second session in the second lot of sessions in the afternoon we actually sang be still and know and I got up and I said something um, that God had given me to say and then as we went back into the song what I saw was this priest with his arms in the air, <laughs> just allowing God to minister to him. And I'm like, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. In that moment, God met everybody where they were at because he's a God of the individual. And, and that blessed my heart so much to see that he'd, he just loved the Lord and he was just receiving what God had for him. And so today I want to say to you, God has something for you. And he sees you as an individual. And he sees me as an individual. And God is in the business of miracles. He is the miraculous. He will speak into your life today. And you will sit there and you'll think, it's like she knew what I was thinking. It's like she's lived this last week with me. Has anybody else ever had that experience when you've sat and listened to a preacher? Yeah. So, but that's God. Because he's the God of the individual. And he's a life-transforming 
God. And so today is going to be powerful, it's going to be extra special, and it's going to be all of those things because of who he is and because of his love for us. Um, So let's say our declaration together in faith. Are we ready? I am a child of God, so I am titled to all the benefits that brings. Right now, I'm ready to listen to all that God has to say to me and to respond with faith, belief, and be changed by his word. Amen. Amen. Our series at the moment is called My Story, Living the Story You Want to Tell. I don't want to get up here today and tell you what story you should be telling and what story you should be living and what life you should be living. What I want to do is ask you, what do you want your story to be? At the end of your life, when you have gone to be with God and living in heaven if you're a Christian, what do you want your legacy to be? I live in the legacy of my father. I am blessed because of the legacy that my father left. I live in his memories. I talk of his story. People today are still impacted of his story of great faith in the face of adversity, of of strength in times of weakness because of who God was to him. I live in that legacy. This church is part of that legacy. What do you want your story to be when you have gone from this life? Do you want your story to be a story of power? Do you want your story to be a story of warmth? Where people said, wow, they just stood for all that God was. They loved the way God did. And they had a strength that came from him. They were powerful and they were warm. What story do you want to tell? Here in this life now. What story do you want to tell? What story do I want to tell? What do I want my life each day to be speaking without me even having to open my mouth? What story do you want to tell others about your life now? I love that I get to speak with people, and this isn't because I'm the pastor of a church. This is because I do life with people, and anybody who is a Christian in this place should feel the same. I love that I get to talk with other people and say, hey, I've been there where you're at today. I love I have a story to tell because God has transformed me, that God has been my song when I haven't even felt like I can sing because I felt so overwhelmed with with life. I have a story to tell right now. And I would say to you today, okay, I'm not going to tell you what story you should tell because you need to own your story. What story do you want to tell to others? What life do you want to live? The life that you live makes up your story. Do you want to live a life that's just mundane or do you want to live a life that's significant? I have never met anybody who has said to me, don't really care, Vicky, just giving it a crack, see what happens. If I say to them, what do you want your life to be like? What do you want to experience? People have expectations of what they want their life to be. I think if I asked for a show of hands, none of you would say, I actually want to live a really dull life. (laughs) Really rubbish. Just going to end, get to the end of my life. Just going to see how it's gone. I think if I asked for a show of hands of who wants to live a significant life? Who wants to live a life that has meaning and purpose? I'm pretty sure everybody's hands would go up. 
And I think the ones that wouldn't would be more down to nerves because they don't like the attention to be on them. We were made by a creator God. Creativity is in us. We are created. That is how God made us to be. So therefore, our lives are significant. He didn't just hand out life like this. No, no, it was his breath in us. Our lives are to be significant. You might look at other people and say, yeah, they live a significant life. Look what everything they're doing with their life. Sounds like someone's banging a basketball (laughs) at the back of the room, doesn't it? It's not as bad as what we had in the middle of the conference yesterday. In the middle of the conference yesterday, one of the guest speakers had to stop speaking. He's like, what's that noise? Knock, 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 knock. I'm like, what is that? I was like, it's okay, I'll get up. And I went out. Barry is in the hall hammering a nail into the wall (laughs) in the middle of the thing. And I went and did the wife thing. I went, Barry! Like that. He was like, what? He was like, can you hear it? I went, hear it? The preachers had to stop because of it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you look at other people and think, yeah, but they've got a life like that because of... Well, it's all right for them because it's like what Barry said, if you're waiting for your health to be perfect, to be happy, that's not going to happen. If you're waiting to be happy because you've got your finances in order, it's not going to happen because it's what's going on within. And you might look at other people and go, well, yeah, their lives stand for something because they're this or they're that or they're the other or they've done this or they've done that or they've got money or, or you know, what they were born, what's the saying, with a silver spoon in the mouth and all of that. No, no, no. If you're looking at anybody's life and thinking it's a significant life, it's cost them. And they have made a choice to live a significant life in the face of adversity. They have made a choice that no matter what, I am not giving up. I am not going to give up. And I want to say today, make your choice what life you want to live and stick to it. It's easy to choose a significant life and sit here and go, yeah, I want to live a significant life. But to live a significant life is a different level. But it's achievable for everybody. It's achievable for all of us. You can't live a significant life without the commitment to see it through. Because if we don't have the commitment to see it through, we're not going to live a significant life. Because the minute a stumbling block comes our way and we give up, End of a significant life. So if we're choosing to live a significant life, we have to have the commitment to see the significant life through. The significant life is not for a select few people. God does not prefer one to the other. God has given us all a purpose and a plan for our lives and has designed a significant life for each of us. The difference is some people step into it. And when the going gets tough and they can't do anything else, they keep their eyes focused on the Lord and they just take one step in front of the other. And that is how to walk out a significant life. It is not for the select few. It's just for those that step into it. There's some people in here and you feel like you have just spent your whole life giving up and you're sat here now thinking, I've just failed my whole life. I've just failed. I've said I want to live this life and then I've just given up. And I want to tell you, it's not over. 
you are sat here today and God is speaking to you, it's not over. Your significance is not over. Just stop giving up. Just stop giving up. I had a conversation with Joshua yesterday in the car. I think Adam may have been in the car, but Adam was probably asleep because Adam (laughs) sleeps all the time, (laughs) including on a train where he missed his stop and ended up in Manchester and came home an hour and a half later because he didn't realize where he was. But we were having this conversation and Joshua was saying, you know, in his short 16 years of life compared to my uh, length of life, he was saying about certain people, he was like, Mom, whatever happened to them? And I was like, that's really interesting what you're saying. He said, like, and he was like, I I saw, and they kind of fizzled out, but they just stopped. What happened? And where are they now? We never see them. We never hear of them. They've just, it's almost like their life just disconnected. And you know the truth of what happens, and I can say this because it's happened to me in the past. I disconnected from the life of significance that God had called me to and God had designed. And I took my eyes from him. You know, there's um, significance is in partnership with sacrifice and surrender. When I, as a girl in my early 20s, gave my life to God, I gave him everything. Everything. I laid stuff down that were my expectations and, I, and, and, and the things that I wanted to happen, I was like, no, God, I'm going to surrender those things and I'm going to follow you. And you know why I had the confidence to do that? Because I knew that his plan was greater than mine. Yeah. Um, in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, I'm going to read it out the message translation. It's a well-known verse for some people, but I'm going to read it this way. God says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. The significant life does not disappoint because God is the one who has mapped my life out. And when I surrendered and I gave my life completely to God and I stopped trying to work everything out for myself, my life became significant. And I believe that when my time is done on this earth, which I'm hoping is going to be a long while, but we're not promised of tomorrow, guys, I believe that there is a story that my life will tell. And I believe it's a legacy that will be left. And I hope that the words will be over my life to God be the glory. Because I don't say I believe my life is significant because of anything that I am, but it's everything that he is. And it's the same for you today. There's a, a story in the Bible about Peter. And Peter walked on the water. Peter is known for sinking. Some people remember P- for P- Peter and say, well, at least he got out the boat. The other disciples didn't even get out the boat. At least he got out the boat. Or he's remembered for, well, it, he gave it a go, didn't he? But I don't believe that Peter got out of the boat to walk on the water to just give it a go. I believe when he got out the boat, he would believed it was for something significant. 
And yeah, Peter did sink. He did start to go down, but there was a reason why. I want to say this to you today. The very water that Peter walked on was the water that he sank in. Or the other way around is the very water that Peter sank in, he'd walked on. The same water. Wasn't anywhere else, it was the same water. Within a moment, he went from walking on the water, having this amazing story of Peter's walked on the water, to be sinking. The water hadn't changed. The conditions hadn't changed. Peter changed. It was Peter that changed. We can't live a significant life without having our eyes on Jesus. It's not possible. Because then what happens, we just live a life that can be significant for a short period of time because we're the ones fueling it. But it will have no purpose, it will have no momentum, and it will have no meaning because it can only last a short period of time. To live a significant life, there's some things we need to know. And as much as this story about Peter on the water is, people talk about it that Peter walked on the water and Peter sank. But there's actually four points in this story to live a significant life. Does anybody else want to live a significant life or continue living a significant life? Because I'll tell you something, I don't want to just live a dull, boring life. I want to live a significant life. And so even in this, I've been praying, God, show me more. Show me more of what my life looks like. Show me more of what I need to do. Show me more of what you've got for me. It says we see through a glass dimly here. And then when we see him face to face, but here's the thing, he doesn't hide everything from us down here. Living a significant life is a journey, and along the journey he's going to reveal stuff. But I just want to bring out four points to living this significant life from this story that is so well known for many other things. Starting in uh, verse 22 of chapter 14 in Matthew. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat. So immediately after this, this is where this amazing miracle has taken place of the feeding of the 5,000. This was like stop the press massive, right? This miracle was huge. And straight after this, he says to the disciples, get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while Jesus sent the people home. The disciples were living in miraculous times. Those men that got in that boat, they had seen firsthand something that we could only imagine. They had been in the miraculous with Jesus. After sending the people home, Jesus went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. So far away from their safe spots, far away from their comfort, they're in trouble. They're in the boat, in the middle of a lake, far away from safety, and they get themselves into trouble. Jesus is up the hill all alone praying. And when they're in trouble, you know, night has fallen, it's dark, there's nothing. And they got in trouble because a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. This was not an easy ride for them. They weren't sleeping in the boat. 
They weren't having a rest after their busy day. They got in the boat and trouble hit. Trouble hit and the waves and the wind, the conditions changed. Suddenly they were found in an extremely vulnerable position in the middle of a lake, in the pitch black, with the wind and waves raging around them. Far from safety. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. The first point I want you to take away today is this. Be reassured that God always knows where you are. You might find yourself in a troubled situation in life where you feel like you're far from safety, where you may feel like you are all alone. But today I want you to take away the reassurance that God always knows where you are. There isn't a moment that his eye is not on you. There isn't a moment that he will abandon you. There isn't a moment that somebody else needs him greater than you do. If you find yourself in an overwhelming situation today, I want you to know he knows exactly where you are. He knows where you are. He doesn't need to search for you. He knows where you are. You are in safe hands. God knows your circumstances. God knows the waves. God knows the winds. In one of the songs that we sing, it says, the wind and waves still know his name. They still know his name. His name is all-powerful. It will never end. He knows where you are. And so Jesus starts walking to them on the water like Jesus does. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. They had just been in the miraculous feeding of the 5,000. And then... A miracle happens again. Somebody walks on the water. Now, I don't know, maybe I'd be different in that situation. I don't want to judge them, but I probably might think it was Jesus. Because I don't think I could think of anybody else who would be doing that. And I'd just been with him. But they were terrified when they saw him. They didn't expect him to show up. They actually thought it was a ghost. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. They didn't expect Jesus to show up. He just showed up and fed 5,000 men plus women and children. But they didn't expect him to show up. They didn't remember all that he'd done. They didn't remember his faithfulness. They didn't remember his power. They didn't remember his miracles. They just saw the enormity of the situation that they were found in. Remember all that God has done. All that God has done already in your life is part of your journey. And you pack it in your backpack and you put it on and you walk And you keep walking. And when the trouble hits, what you do, you pull it out and you go, yeah. Yeah. But I remember what the Lord has done. 
I remember how he's brought me through storm after storm after storm. I remember when he's provided when I felt like I'm going under. I remember when he's been the one when I've been all alone and he's been the one and what we sang about today, I felt his loving arms go around me because surely his love and surely his goodness and surely his mercy follow me all the days of my life. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, for I am here. Be reassured that he knows where you are. He knows exactly where to find you. And know him well enough that you recognize his voice. That you recognize his voice and who he is. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, like really, Tell me to come to you walking on the water. Peter wanted to move towards him. And in that moment, Peter knew if Jesus spoke the word, it was going to happen. Yeah. He just knew. He just knew. He said, you call me and I'll come. Tell me to come walking on the water and I'll come. So Jesus says to him, yes, come come and God is saying to some people in this place today come I know exactly where you're at and I am speaking to you do you recognize my voice in here today disguised in some crazy Warrington woman with mad curly hair do you recognize my voice in that voice that's speaking And he's saying, come, I'm calling you out of the boat. Come, come on, walk on the water. He's saying to you today, he's saying there's nothing impossible with me. Come on, walk on the water. What is it you're fearful of today? God's saying, no, 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 that thing has part of your significant life. Yeah. That's not the water that's going to take you down. That's the water you're going to walk on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. I'm calling you out the boat, God's saying. Come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat. He didn't hesitate. He went over the side of the boat and he walked on the water towards Jesus. First point, be reassured. Second point, recognize his voice. Third point, respond no matter how crazy yeah. it looks. Yeah. Me and Barry will sometimes say our life makes no sense, none whatsoever. We tell stories to people of our life and they will go, your life makes no sense. But you know why? Because we just stepped into it. And we just walked on the water. No matter how crazy it looks, respond. Respond. What is it that's niggling at you today going, oh, I know God is speaking to me today. And I know he's telling me to walk on the water in this area. And I'm just trying not to look because actually, like, it's mad. It's crazy. I don't know how it's going to work out. Jesus is saying, I'm calling you out the boat. I'm calling you. And at his word, you can do it. At his word. It's got to be his word. Respond no matter how crazy it looks. So Peter, at this point, is walking 
on the water. I, I think that's pretty great. Everybody, he's walking on the water. Like he hasn't got inflatable shoes on. He's walking on the water. Why? At the word of Jesus. Because with him, all things are possible. All things are possible. And Peter had the faith to get out the boat. He was like, Jesus, call me. Come on, call me, Jesus. Call me, call me, call me. And Jesus went, come on then. She got out the boat. And he walked on the water. Doesn't say Jesus held his hand and Jesus did something and he levitated and Jesus carried him across the water and he kind of walked. He walked on the water towards Jesus. The very thing Peter wanted. He wanted to walk on the water towards Jesus. He wanted something significant to happen in that moment. He didn't want to sink. He didn't want to fail. He didn't want to be known as, have a go go at it, Peter. He wanted something significant. He asked for something significant. But when you ask for something significant to happen, be sure to step into it. Be sure to step into it. Be sure to go for it with whatever you've got, no matter what the wind and waves look like. Because here's the thing. If you don't keep your eyes on Jesus, you'll start to notice the winds and the waves. When Peter got out the boat, the wind and the waves were happening. It said they were caught in terrible, in a terrible situation, in a terrible storm. It talks about the wind and waves. At no point there does it say, Jesus calmed the storm and Peter got out the boat. It doesn't say anywhere that it's calmed down. Peter got out the boat in those horrendous conditions because he wanted something significant to happen. Peter had a heart for something significant. And the water that he walked on was the water he sank in next. But not because the water had changed. The conditions hadn't changed. The weather report didn't change. This is what changed. When he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. And that was what took Peter down. Once he got out the boat and he had his eyes fixed on Jesus, he was walking on the water. But he didn't remain with his eyes on Jesus. He took his eyes off Jesus and he focused on all that was going on around him. And in that moment, significance was lost. Remain in what God has called you into. Don't give up. Don't give up. The future of your life is absolutely amazing. But you can't give up and expect to see those results. You were born for significance. You were born for purpose. The same water that he walked on was the water that he sank in. I want to say to you today that the water was actually Peter's story. The water was to be his testimony. The water was the miracle. If he kept his eyes focused in the right place, that water was the miracle. That water wasn't the stumbling block. That water wasn't the obstacle. 
It was his focus that was the obstacle. It was his focus that was the problem. The water was to be his story. The water was a provision of God. But what Peter saw was how terrifying the water was. He took his eyes from how great God is and that with him all things are possible and he looked at how terrifying the situation was and he missed that the the water was his platform for something significant. That the water was to be used for something significant. The very things that are going on in your life at the moment that you feel are about to take you out, that you feel that they're going to cause you to give up, that you feel maybe you've given up time and time and time again, and the same thing keeps coming round and coming round, and you feel like you can't break free of it. I want to say to you, that's your story. It's your miracle. God is going to use that for your story and your testimony and your miracle because you are going to walk it out. And it's going to be like walking on water. People are going to look at your life and go, how? How have they come through that? How have they done what they've done? Because the circumstances and the situation was to be used for God's glory and was to be used to grow and change me and grow and change you. Some of the things that the water has looked like for me, sometimes it's been uncertainty. Sometimes it's been hurt. Sometimes it's been betrayal. Sometimes it's been exhausting. Sometimes it's been downright confusing. But the one thing that has never changed is that God is faithful. Is that God is faithful. And as I walk it out and I keep my eyes on him, And keep my eyes going forward. He's faithful. When you hold a newborn baby in your arms, they will virtually let you do anything to it. When my children began to crawl, and they got on the floor and they were doing the rocking backwards and forwards, I wasn't behind them saying, go on, Sophie. Go on, Soph. I was in front of them so that they could fix the gaze on me and know where they were going. And God stands before you today saying, come on, come on, this way. Don't worry about the terrifying situation that's going on around you, because I change not. I change not. And this situation that you're in at the moment, that's your platform. It's your testimony. It's your miracle. And all you see is the uncertainty of it at the moment. And all you see is the hurt. And all you see is devastation. And all you see is stress. And all you see is, I don't even know how I'm going to come through this. But God is saying to you today, the very water that you think you will sink in is the water I have caused you to walk on. I have caused you to walk on this water amidst the waves and the wind. In these times, you need to have already chosen where your eyes are going to be because you're going to need to keep your eyes fixed on God. When these things begin to shape your world and they'll give it a good go, you need to be able to know where you're going. And you need to be able to look at those things and know, actually, these aren't going to take me down. These are here for me to walk on. These are here for a miracle story. Be reassured that he knows where you are today. 
recognize his voice. If you're like, I don't know how to recognize his voice, Vicky, I'll tell you. Come and talk to me after the meeting. Respond to him calling you today. And remain even when the going gets tough. Because he's faithful. And that water's not there to take you down. That water's there for you to walk on it. Amen.